Hey guys, welcome back to Podcasting as Punk Rock. My name is Josh. So I'm just going to cut straight to it today. This is going to be the last episode of Podcasting as Punk Rock. It may not be the last episode in this feed from Deadset Podcasting more generally. It's the last day of 2023 and I'm in the middle of a bit of a break from production for the first time in a while and I'm still trying to feel out how valuable I think I can be moving forward for you guys listening to this show versus, for example, making how-to tutorials on YouTube or producing little short courses that I can give away and or charge a really small amount of money for and hopefully help people potentially more than this show does. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. So at the risk of sounding like one of those douchebaggy entrepreneurial broadcaster guys, I'm having a little sabbatical. But I'm not going to spend 20 minutes talking about how privileged I am that I get to do that. So we will skip straight past that. So that's still up in the air. But at the very least, I wanted to finish off podcasting as punk rock, which has been the theme of this show and the tone of this show for around 12 months. And honestly, I think I've kind of got all the angry out. The anger I have at the charlatans and the snake oil salespeople and some of the people in the industry that consider research to be the only truth, I think I've got all that anger out. So the punk rock spirit has softened a little bit, and maybe we're moving more into like a middle-aged progressive rock phase. So at the very least, this show will move back to just aligning more closely with the Dead Set podcasting kind of brand. Don't want to call it a brand, but it does have a brand. <laughs> So that's what's going to happen. So if you do see an episode pop up in the future, that's the framing that that will have. So I wanted to finish this year, though, and this phase of podcasting as punk rock with the third episode in this series, which I call Crash Course in Podcasting, Podcasting as a Creative Act, which has been, I guess, cathartic, if nothing else for me, to get that feeling out finally that podcasting at the independent, purely creative level to me feels more like making music or a piece of art than it does like making commercial radio. So that's been valuable to me. But also for me, it feels like the thing I've always wanted to contribute to the space that I've always thought was missing. The idea of podcasting as a creative act distilled down into something maybe less esoteric and more accessible. So thank you to everyone who has listened to the last couple of episodes. Not world-shattering numbers, but some of the feedback I've had and some of the, I guess, attention for the lack of a better term from people I didn't really expect to even know of who I am and what I've been doing. That's been really amazing. So thank you. Righto. So part three, and these are quick ones that I think kind of round off podcasting as a creative act if we compare creating an independent podcast to something once again like commercial radio. The tone of your show can change and you get to decide that. If you want to get angry, if you want to get sad, if you want to call your show podcasting as punk rock for 12 months and then go back to calling it its original name, you can do that. That's your decision. How you feel internally and how you feel about the external world, you can channel that straight into your podcast and no one gets to tell you otherwise. Once again, as I said through this whole series, 
your audience may not love it and you may have to switch back or just think, oh, maybe I went too far there or, or I've pushed too far into angry Josh who's angry at everybody, if I use myself as an example. You get to decide the tone and the tenor of your show, episode to episode, season to season. You get to change the music. You get to change the audio production style. You can load it up with compression and bash people's heads in like the radio, or you can strip all that out and have a naked voice recorded on your phone. And that is your decision only. And that to me is more like making music than it is like having some overbearing radio management or layers of management, as most people in radio that are talent tell me is there, that they don't just have one person telling them what to do. They've got their boss and their boss's boss and their boss's boss's boss all trying to control what they do every second they're on the air. So the second point for today is that if you choose to, your audience can access a version of the show or bonus content around the show that has no integration of a client. So no advertising impact on the show if you choose for there not to be. And more than one version of the show can exist in the world at the same time that has different levels of integration of a client. And you could say that when radio is doing like catch up and they chop out all the ads and all the music and they put out that product as a podcast, they may have removed all the integration of a client, but the raw material that they're drawing from was influenced and was impacted by the original clients that were integrated into that program. You can't fully extract the client from a radio program in the commercial world. Even if the ad's not there anymore, some part of what was produced did have to fit around what that advertiser wanted and what they were paying for. And you can't tell me otherwise. I'm holding firm on that one. So number three, and my final point in this series, failure is the building blocks of a better show not the death knell of your career. Every time you fail as an independent podcaster, you didn't do a great interview or you f***ed up and you didn't even make it to the interview on time because you had the wrong time zone or you used a brute force tool like truncate silence and your guest ends up talking like this and there's no breaks because you cut out all the breaths and you used a generic setting and it didn't really work. They're the sorts of things that you get to correct and no one gets to tell you that your career's at risk or you might not get to make the thing anymore because you made a little mistake. I recall one story, a famous Australian female radio host got pulled into the office by her boss and they talked about a particular time of the day and they were like, oh, why the f*** wasn't that funny? What were you doing there? And her only response in the moment was, well, I was trying to be funny. I wasn't trying not to be. It just didn't work. And that shit, from what I'm hearing from people that I know in the radio business is still happening. Maybe not in the same confrontational way as it was in the early 90s, but it's still happening. People are turning up to those types of media jobs not knowing what little mistake could force a manager who's in a bad mood or is just not in a good place for whatever reason or a series of managers that are under financial pressure to reprimand you and pretty much potentially stop your career in its place. That does not exist in independent podcasting. You can fail lots and lots of times. Your audience may not love it, and you as a creator may not love it, but each individual failure can be a building block to a better show. So 
thank you guys once again for listening to podcasting as punk rock for the last 12 months it came out of dead set podcasting that's probably where we're going back to once again i'm on a bro douchebag sabbatical for a week just in case you're worried that i'm softening and i'm not going to keep going after people i think are charlatans that's not going to stop i'm just not going to let that be my whole identity and funnel all that negative energy through the show all the time so once again thanks guys i hope 2024 is awesome go make some podcasts and i'll talk to you soon my name's josh cheers bye bye